Howdy, everyone. Welcome to the first official episode of The Track Podcast, uh, covering all things sports, entertainment, and betting. Um, I'm the Rook, and I'm joined by... I'm the kid! Let's get it. The damn kid. Yes, Yo, sir. We in this. We in here. We in here. Follow your dreams, kids. Don't ever let them tell you. Let me tell you something. Anything's Morning, possible! The rainbow ain't all, uh, ain't all rainbows and sunshines. Nothing is any harder than life. Ain't about how hard you can get hit. It's all about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's how we're gonna start. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's what we're gonna be doing on this damn thing. We're gonna be trying moving forward as we go out. Trying to make some progress, but uh, welcome to the first official episode. We are excited to get started. Um, we're going to start off with some, of course, NFC and AFC uh, championship games concluded this weekend. And so there's a lot to talk about there. Um, we had the Eagles versus the 49ers. What a crap the game Cowboys that was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cowboys and um, Eagles and the 49ers. We got my Cowboys rent free in my damn head but um what a crap game that was we can start there and we also had the Bengals and the chiefs which was an extremely exciting exciting game that was aired yesterday um but we'll start with the uh 49ers and the eagles um final score was 31 to 7 eagles i mean gosh uh ah, it pains me these are my two least favorite teams in the NFL. I mean, Easy. you got Easy. the 49ers who, you know, as we can see, we are Dallas Cowboys fans. The 49ers last two years have been the the reason we are sitting on the couch as well as other Dallas Cowboys players sitting on the couch, drinking beer and watching the NBA, hoping their bet hits, which we'll get into later. But, uh, man, Eagles 31, 49ers 7, Jalen Hurts 15 to 25, like 125 yards. Let's talk about this game. Um, you think it would have been different if, if Brock Purdy hadn't got hurt early on? I believe that if the game would have went on with Brock Purdy, I believe the Eagles would have still won. Uh, the big difference was uh, Purdy came out today that he tore his UCL. Um, I don't know if he's getting Tommy John or not, but, you know, a big factor was they couldn't throw the ball. But before he – when he was throwing it, Hassan Reddick – he looked like Michael Parsons out there. I tell you what, every time the ball was snapped, he was on the ball. And Hold on. Are I, you saying that Hassan Reddick is better than Micah Parsons? Cancel. No. Cancel. Him. No, no, no. Micah Parsons is Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> it's Lawrence Taylor. Hassan Reddick is like Micah Parsons, but he's not quite there. Fantastic player, though. And, you know, McCaffrey did his thing, show you how a white boy runs a football. Where it's the longest yard. And that's how a white man runs a football. That's how a white man runs a football. <laughs> and, you know, they did a – Eagles said a fantastic job, you know, limiting to – you know, they played to their advantages. Once they couldn't throw the bar, ball, they threw in Josh Johnson. And he's been on half the association since he's been in the league for the last 13 years. 15 damn teams. 15 damn teams. You know, it's like his – 90th stretch with the Niners, you would think he'd have the system down by now, but quite frankly, he does not. Um, yeah, Eagles were just a better team. There's nowhere else to put it. And, um, you know, 
I'm rooting for the uh, other team. You won't catch me rooting for the Eagles ever again. But going to the game, I had the Eagles winning 24-21. Uh, um, but, you know, props to the Eagles. And, you know, Niners, you know, they're coming back with more hungry. They have a little bit of con- quarterback controversy. Tom Brady maybe might j- be joining them. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, gosh, Tom Brady to the 49ers, that would be insane. He'll be 57 next year, so. You know, that'll be fun to watch um, him playing his little stretchers and with tennis balls at the bottom and chunking 80-mile-an-hour fastballs, you know, three yards down the field the whole time. Um, gosh, I just – I can't get over it, you know, going back that UCL, which, by the way, you know, UCL injuries, that's like a um, six- to nine-month injury, which is just horrible news for a rookie quarterback that had such a great beginning to his career – and now, you know, as we thought that, you know, Brock Purdy would probably be that starter going into next year into camp and stuff like that. Now it's like, what do you do? You have you just signed, you know, last year or for this year, you signed Jimmy Johnson or Jimmy Garoppolo to that one year deal. And now he's going to be a free agent. You probably are not bringing him back. You know, I wouldn't want to. And you got Trey Lance, who just had that horrific injury and Brock Purdy. Do you? I don't know. What would you would you go into the draft and you know do it again? Late round draft, draft a quarterback? Would you? I don't. I'm not really sure how they would how I would handle it personally. But if I was the Niners, I would trade uh, Jimmy G and a pack of Takis just to get him <laughs> out of there. You know, a family size pack too, not the little bag. You know, he's worth more than just a little pack of Takis. He's like the family. But he's size handsome. Pack. But he's, he's a good very handsome. Guy. He's a very handsome man. And, you know, I think they should – they have to roll with Trey Lance next year. I really don't think they have quite a choice unless they get uh, someone like Tom Brady or, you know, here's a little shot out of the can to maybe Derek Carr. Uh, They probably might not go that way. But, you know, they traded, you know, their whole life savings for Trey Lance and it hasn't panned out quite yet. And then you have this Mr. Irrelevant come in and, you know, he goes 7-0 or actually 7-1 now. Uh, he played exceptionally well. You know, he was a good game manager. You know, showed a little bit of glimpse of athleticism and all that. But uh, for the most part, I think if, you know, unless you get a star quarterback, you have to roll with Trey Lance. And even when Purdy's healthy, I think you still got to keep it going. And we'll see how it goes. There's a little bit of quarterback controversy, but, you know, whatever happens, happens at this point. Yeah, quarterback controversy, but it's a, I feel like it's a good one. You know, you know, there are other ones. There are the the stupid ones where it's like Dak or Cooper Rush, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, Cooper Rush or Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush sure. baby. Cooper yeah, Rush. Cooper Rush time. The Rush Hour. Cooper Red Rush, Rush, baby. Red Rocket 2.0. You know, but it's a good controversy to have, in my opinion. And you know, I think that that's two really good performing quarterbacks. You know, we haven't seen the best of Trey Lance yet. I'm sure he'll he'll be fine. He'll get he'll just that's FCS best right there. Um, but you know. Eagles are going on to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts did not do much in this game, uh, which it's oh, totally okay. We talked about it all the time um, before we started this podcast and, you know, how we how did we want the Cowboys to win and all this kind of stuff. We said we did not care who performed well. We just wanted to win. And I think that's what the Eagles are getting, you know, as, as lucked out as they have been with, you know, the Giants, which, you know, who knew if they were actually relevant or not. They've had a pretty good playoff run for the team they had. But, you know, easy game. It looked like they're a complete blowout. The next game, Brock Purdy goes down. Josh Johnson goes down. They can't even run the ball. 
Christian McCaffrey goes in there and runs a quadruple reverse and chunks the ball about 58 yards down the sideline. We're all like, oh, who's down there? Nobody. They, John call, Lynch they, call, him Air C, the they call him Air C Mac for no reason, man. He, got a little, he has a little bit of an arm, you know? My coach in high school used to tell me, if you need to throw the way, find me in the stands, um, as in, like, find my offense coordinator in the stands and throw it to me. And I think what Christian McCaffrey did on that play was find the owner, John Lynch, and just chunk it about 45, 50 yards downfield. And John Lynch picked up the ball and was probably, like, cussing the ball out or something like that, you know. But I don't know. We'll see. Eagles, are they're not going to be able to – in my opinion, I don't think they're going to be able to separate that far from old Pastor Mahomes, which brings us into our uh, Bengals and Chiefs game, which aired last night. A much better game, a much better game, and a heartbreaking ending um, for Osai. But uh, what are we seeing in this game? Um, what's Well, for one, anybody who thinks that there's anybody close to Mahomes – you know, debate a wall. You know, you're not getting anywhere with anybody at this point. Mahomes is the best player and quarterback in the league. Yes, debate, <laughs> debate your closet, debate your closet debate your door. closet door on that one. If you don't, if debate you your think pillow. That- you know, do your pillow talking by yourself about Mahomes and someone else. There's nobody on Mahomes' level. It's say Mahomes. it to your ceiling wall. You know, as you're staring there on your with on your back while you're sleeping, and you're saying, "I swear, there's somebody better than Mahomes." But I guarantee the ceiling fan will catch that wherever you think that message is going, it'll revert right back into your own brain. So they might, they might, the ceiling fan might tell you you're dumb too, to even question that Mahomes is the best or not. Mahomes is playing on a bummed ankle. You know, he's still, you know, that throw on third and 10 to MVS in the end zone was a top five throw of the year. That window, he even, he threw on his bummed ankle. And, Defense, you know, I'm, fi- I'm glad that Chris Jones finally ha- got his first career playoff first, sack. Yeah, first career play- postseason sack. Great, Insane. Gr- great interior, interior D-lineman. He's a monster. He really is. You know, he uh, – if Start Aaron Donald, a damn State Farm commercial for crying out loud. Hey, they need to add someone. A guest star, you better put it Chris Jones or even, you know, Travis Kelsey or someone like that. I know Kelsey would be really – You got to fight for your right. Burrow hit my ass. Burrow hit my ass. This is Mahomes' house, baby. Uh, I think Mahomes even said that again in the press conference. He was like, "Uh, you know what? I don't think this is uh, Burrowhead, um, idiots. Yeah, you know, they they smoked some cigars, and, you know, there's just – there's nothing to it. You know, Mahomes is the best out there, and, you know, he got two – he has two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl. Um, I think that's going to help out a lot. You know, high ankle sprains are not the easiest injuries to come back from. Uh, I read a report that he actually told the uh, trainer he did not want to shop before the game. You know, most of the time, you know, you got a little little sting or something like that. They're just. Yeah, they're, they're wrapping that thing up. Yeah, wrapping it up and, you know, you know, flicking the needle a little bit, a little bit. just. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. I think they're uh, – I think Mahomes, you know, Kelsey played a great game. MVS, it's might call it the MVS game. He played very awesome. Juju going out, uh, McCole Hardman going out. They were they were limited. They brought up a guy from the practice squad. He caught a ball on third down. Um, with the little things he had, they couldn't even run the ball. Cincinnati played a tremendous game on defense for the most part. Um, but for what was given to Mahomes, 
props to him. He made he made a play when he needed to. Besides the uh, fumble he had on that weird play, I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. Uh, he did a very great job, and I'm looking forward to watching him uh, in the Super Bowl. Is it one of those plays that Chris Collinsworth would say, incredible play? And then, like, you watch Trevor Lawrence throw, like, a 70-yard bomb? Well, if Chris if Chris Collinsworth Ooh. was watching a game, he'd be like, oh, my God, I don't think I've ever seen that before. That might be the best throw I've ever seen. No, he'd be like, I'll tell you what, man, this guy's remarkable. He's truly remarkable. And that might be the greatest miss pass I've ever seen. On a bum ankle, moving to his right, throwing opposite shoulder, straight to the turf. <laughs> oh, what did I just see? And Mike Tricos would be like, yeah, yeah, 100%, Chris. Yeah, blah. You know, what's Chris, could you great, have done great that broadcasting back? crew there. It's just it's sort of like Romo with Josh Allen. Like, he thinks he's Superman. And then you get, which, you know. Because they're Debate the same with guy. The wall they, again, they, they, play, but... they play the same. They're both like they're top two when they're both playing. And uh, hey yo, hey yo, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah, kidding. I don't have a. He was number three, one, but you know, Romo is number three. I'm sorry. Sorry, talk guys. about Romo I, all day long. I, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm a Romo lover. He's very I'm a Romo lover guy, too. Very no homo, but I love Romo. No homo, baby. All no. All right, homo. so. Chiefs and Eagles in the Super Bowl. Um, I believe I don't remember if it was three and zero. Burrow is three and zero, just all time at Arrowhead all Stadium time, against Mahomes. Time. Yeah, oh, he was three and zero all time against Mahomes in general. Yeah, uh, well, I guess I never played playoff Mahomes um, more than once, uh, but you know, I had a feeling Mahomes was going to win. You can't fuel a man like that with that much fire, and just especially like Eli Apple. That's oh, that yeah, stuff was coming a, back. Yeah, he's him. just. Yeah, he's a little too much. Right I mean, that that I would put the whole blame. I know that one guy that was there, there was that clip, and I would bring it up here if I had the tools to do it. Uh, there was that clip of the I think it was Jermaine Pratt walking into the locker room and saying, "You know, why do you touch the quarterback?" And yeah, I'm just that like, was uncalled for. Uh, uncalled real for. Uncalled you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, why aren't the hits turning towards Eli Apple? I mean, he's the one you know, that instigated this monster in Mahomes, like. Eli Apple, you know, I mean, I respect, you know, I like to do a little trash talking when I do stuff. I'm really competitive, just like you. But like you told others, enjoy your vacation in Cancun. Hope you guys take it ready because you'll be there. Hope you're ready to go Cancun. Cancun. Go put your toes, yeah, go get put your, your toes, toes in the, the water. Sand. Yeah, put your toes in the water, the sand, get you a Corona, Corona Extra, maybe a little bit of lime. Uh, after that, get back to work. But I hope you booked your ticket to Cancun because you'll be joining Diggs and all those guys uh, there as well. So Trayvon and Stefan, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. initial predictions for the Super Bowl score-wise? You don't have to go, go in too much detail. We should get to that uh, later. Um, at, at the moment, what I know, um, I would go – man, that's tough, man. That's tough. Let me go – I'm going to go 28-24 Kansas City. Interesting. I'm going to go 48-7 to Eagles. No, I'm just playing. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> – I feel like it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Oh, you Actually, think 45-7? Yeah. You know what? I, I was just going to say I, I think that's wrong. It's probably going to be like a 34-27 to game. Um, I think the Chiefs come out winning. Um, to be fair, I have an AFC bias right now. Because I do not want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Call me a hater. I really don't care. I do not care about the opinions of sheep. 
but I got Mahomes winning his second Super Bowl and his third appearance, and you know, then we can start calling him Michael Jordan as Tony Romo called him in the broadcast. Well, I mean, he's the, uh, you know, he could stop playing football after this year, and he is a Hall of Famer. Five seasons. You have to. It's you know, they they don't want to put him in, but if you really think about it, he's already a Hall of Famer. He can only get better at this point. Exactly. He's got a long tenure career. He's one of those quarterbacks that once he's not able to move the way he can currently move, he still has the rocket arm strength to compete in this league for a very, very long time. I mean, he passed up Troy Aikman on a Monday night game while Troy Aikman was calling the game. It's where Kelsey had four touchdowns. I believe it was against the Oakland Raiders. And Mahomes passed him. If Mahomes gets another, he's probably going to get another MVP. Then he's going to get a Super Bowl, and then maybe a Super Bowl MVP. You know, how do you not put him over someone like Troy Aikman, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, three Super Bowls? You know, you got to tell the audience how you compare Troy Aikman to the uh, to the modern day of sports. Guys, Cowboys fan, I love the Cowboys, and you know, I won a Super Bowl. If I had to compare Troy Aikman to a quarterback in this today's time, it would definitely be the great Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G of the 90s, Troy Aikman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As you can tell, we have all the clips in the world to prove this. We had the technology of the 90s that has been transformed to 2020 technology. So, you know, you know we can confirm this because we've watched all his games. We were alive. I was born in 2000. They won their championships in 1995. So I can tell you everything there is to know. About I watched every game. game when I was a kid. You know, I was born in 1999. You know, I watched, I watched him, you know. Um, yeah, I think I watched his last game in like 2004. On like a VHS tape or what? Yeah, well, no, it was a real. It was on Fox. Uh, I don't think it was a rerun, but uh, I think they were playing the uh, Oilers or something like that. I don't know, but it was the last game I saw him play, and I've seen all his games, so I feel like I'm oh. allowed to uh, critique it. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, scoot scoot past, scoot away from uh, the Super Bowl talk stuff like that. We had a, a new, a couple of new offensive coordinator hirings. Um, that have happened just recently. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is the new Jets offensive coordinator after a tremendously bad season as the Broncos head coach. And, you know, everybody always says let Russ cook, which, by the way, I I think, in my opinion, Russ only cooks weeks one through four. Maybe you can go seven. And then after that, it's just standard. Um, That's my personal opinion. I mean, I can pull up his passing charts if you want, but – we don't we want have. to see that. We don't want to see that. We don't want to the, see it. Get to the point. Get to the point. All right. Get to the point. Nathaniel Hackett, New Jets OC. What are our, what are our thoughts? Is this a possible Aaron Rodgers destination? Is he going to go back and get coordinated underneath Hackett? I mean, they got a good defense. They've got no quarterback contracts, no dead money. I think I think if they do not get Aaron Rodgers, I feel like this hiring was kind of a waste. Uh, I yeah. just feel like the only reason why they were getting him is for A-Rod. But if A-Rod doesn't want to go to New York, which would be kind of ironic because, you know, it's kind of like – it's like he's like Brett Favre, you know. Like Brett Favre, he came in. He, like, came in for Brett Favre, and then Brett Favre went to the Jets. Now you got Jordan Love, who's probably going to be a starter next year if A-Rod leaves, and he goes to the Jets, you know. I, I yeah. didn't even think about that. I totally forgot. I thought 
I always imagined Vikings. But I totally oh, you, you gotta remember was, that stint when he was with the Jets. Yeah, I mean it's it's written in stone. It's, the writings are on the wall. Is this confirmed? Are we confirming Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? History always repeats itself all the time, and it's just right in front of us. We're just not paying attention. The only difference is is that Jordan Love is light skinned That's the only difference. <laughs> Besides that, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. The way of bringing in race to this podcast. Oh man, <laughs> I'm no racist. Uh, um, <sighs> Jordan Love. Um, I hope he does good. I really do. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has always been known to be sort of a diva. You know, who knows how much mentoring he has done for Jordan Love and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, you drafted him in the, I think, late first round a couple of years ago. Um, 25th it's, overall. It's time. It's time to see what you got in him. I mean, otherwise, like, what are you doing with him? Yeah, I wouldn't want to trade him somewhere else. He's oh, been in no, that he's, system he's for five years or yeah, however many no. long it's been. And when he came in, uh, when A-Rod was hurt during the Eagles game, he played – he played pretty well. I know it was just thrown into the fire, but you know he has a little. He has some zip on that ball. Uh, he was making hey, plays. You know, pause. And uh, good looks, good looks. Uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, he, it's it's time for him to get the job. I just think that before it gets real ugly, I think A Rod and you know hopefully they signed a prenup with each other. But uh, if they don't get the uh, if Hackett doesn't get a rod, then you know, are they gonna roll with someone like Mike White, Joe Flacco? I know Zach Wilson; he's done in New York. You know, I'm not saying oh, his yeah. NFL career is done, but his time in you know the Big Apple it's it's gone. Bye bye. She's gone. Never coming back. You know, it's like your yeah. ex girlfriend who you think's always gonna come back, but she never will because she, she never, never comes, will come back. Because she, she never, never comes, back. comes back. Exactly, and. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Daniel Hackett. Um, I do think it's good that it, uh, Russ is going to get a new coach. We'll see if which one was really the problem. Yeah. But, you know, Russ showed some glimpses, but for the most part, man, that offense was atrocious. Horrible. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why your defense gives up 16 points a game and you can't win. You don't, you're not supposed to win four games. It's, it's, yeah. it's bad. Inexcusable, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope Russell Wilson does good. I really do. Um, I hope it wasn't him because he's a great character. I mean, think of all the memes that we have constructed. He's just corny. He's just corny. He's That's so all it is. corny. And it goes back to, I believe, on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast, they had Melvin Gordon on to describe how he was at Wisconsin. Corny dude, man. Corny. He's corny. But you know what? He's a, for the most part, he's a great father for what it seems like. He's a beautiful wife. You talk yeah, about just, Mr. Unlimited. Mr. But, Unlimited. Yeah, but just something about him, man. When he's being corny like that, he's not playing well, it just rubs people the wrong way. Kind of yeah. makes it seem like he just doesn't care. Like he more cares about his image, which I think he cares about winning. But, yeah, he's just super corny, man. Just really corny. That's that's. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe Russell Wilson. It's the corniest dude uh, I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean – we got Nathaniel Hackett, and now breaking news yesterday, or I believe – actually, I'm sorry. I think it was today. Um, yesterday they announced that Kellen Moore 
was mutually going to part ways with Dallas. And we were all like, okay, and Mike McCarthy's going to call the plays and whatnot. And today we got word that Kellen Moore is going to go to the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert. Uh, Two things. Two things we're going to figure out. One, the Cowboys had a highly productive offense uh, the last two years. Very, very productive. But there were definitely some problems. We had – you ran – you run all curls on like second and two late in the game, and it ends up being thrown a pick. You can put that on whoever. There just was – I just think – I can go into so much detail about it. I just think that Kellen Moore is too hot and cold, at least for the Dallas organization. Now, if he goes to the Chargers and just absolutely blows them away, pause, and just like the, the numbers are efficient, Herbert gets playoff wins, you know, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams' efficiency increase, and we see this massive, you know, production from him. That will cons- confirm my second theory. You know, one, Kellen Moore was a problem, and two, them calls are coming from the damn house, from inside the house, from Mr. Jerry, from Emperor Palpatine. You know? Oh, yeah, baby. Good That's a, and that is a big, uh, you know, whoop, like red alert. You know, we're, we're sailing off into the – like we ain't sailing off into the sunset anytime soon. You know, I've always liked Kellen Moore as a coordinator. The only thing I didn't like is when you'd call those stupid reverses. But for the most part, I, I liked him. And it's not that I never didn't blame him. But, you know, it's like everything we talk about, there's always a scapegoat. What yep. was Dak's scapegoat? Kellen Moore. Jason Kellen, Garrett, too. What's Kellen Moore's scapegoat? Dak Prescott. You know, they all, everybody has a scapegoat in some kind of way. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's always a scapegoat. Uh, I think it's a, a big year standard. for – this year is going to be very important to both Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. I'm really intrigued because I think Justin Herbert is a top three quarterback. I think he's exceptional throwing the ball. You know, he was running around with Josh Palmer as his number one for like three weeks. And, you know, maybe his numbers weren't the best. He didn't throw too many touchdowns. But you give him a good offense. And what I did like about the Chargers is that they were always aggressive on fourth down. It's one of my favorite things, you know. Don't put the hands of the game with your kicker, your punter, unless you have to. But for the most part, it's fourth and two, fourth and three. You have a great quarterback. You know, you trust your guys. Go for it. Yeah. We're convicts. We go for it all. Unfortunately, kidding, that's guys. why we're all in the joint. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Not a another, convict. Another Not longest convict. yard uh, reference. Great movie. Um, Paul Crew right here. If you, you catch him on Tuesdays over here at the park playing football. That's Paul Crew, jack of all trades right there. Yeah, man, they don't realize, you know, they call me sneaky athletic. I like to say I'm the – a Swiss army knife, you know, I, I can just do it all. You know, I got to prove them every once in a while, but you know, your boys retired, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think for Kellen Moore, I think it's going to, I think he'll do very well under the chargers. And I'm really intrigued about if Mike McCarthy is uh, actually going to be calling plays. How do you feel about that? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, from what I believe he called plays for Aaron Rodgers. You know, back in the days and everybody's complaining, saying it's going to be slant flats all day and stuff like that, which in that case, you know, I don't even think uh, that just feels like the same thing to me. And, he's a you know, run he heavy a, guy. He is a that is also a thing. He's a run heavy guy, which my biggest complaint with the Dallas Cowboys in general is that their offense has not had an official identity for about three years. I mean, you can third that that first year that I'm counting with Andy Dalton, a lot of, you know, 
that had that freak accent, which by the way, go back to your reverses with Kellen Moore. I believe the <laughs> oh, yeah. last I believe the last time that a reverse worked from Kellen Moore was when Dak Prescott snapped his ankle. So oh, I don't want them to Giants, ever work again. Yeah. I don't want them to ever work again. If that's if that's the case, we ain't we ain't running them reverses no more. But you know, he's got a run heavy offense, McCarthy does, and I think, you know, depending on what happens in that running back room, they could lose both Zeke and Pollard. They could lose Zeke and keep Pollard, they could draft Bijan or Gibbs in the second round. You know, depending on which what route they go, and they want to go run heavy, run heavy, and they're starting to repatch their offensive line. I think it could work. I really do. Um, but I think the important thing is you got to have an identity. You don't want Dak going out there going, um, "Am I going to sling it today, or am I going to throw it twenty five times and we're going to pound the rock?" You know. I just Niners are very good about that. That's what makes them a good team. They know that they're going to run the ball. And if they can't, if they can, it's kind of also like the uh, Tennessee Titans are very good at it too. That's why they're always a pretty solid team. You know, they went about 10 games a year, maybe a little less. They don't have that guy to get them over the hump, which I thought AJ Brown kind of leaving was a big departure. But yeah, they have like, you got teams like the Titans, the 49ers, uh, the Chiefs, they all have identities, you know. The Eagles. Titans, Eagles. The Eagles is a RPO, great example. They'll RPO you to death. They will run the ball. <laughs> great running uh, field, uh, running back committee. Uh, you know, you got Miles Sanders, which is a very underrated running back. Yeah. Awesome in Madden, by the way. You know, that man, you run him up the gut in Madden, he's going to get you about seven yards of carry. Yeah, uh, that spin move works, tell you that. Yeah. Gamewell is a great player. I'm, you know, Scott. You know, if you just need a little bit, you need a little bowling ball action. You know, maybe just a little turkey going. You know, fucking, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like my turkey. You know, like my turkey crushes. Yeah, that sounded like a that sounded like a damn Nerf gun. Yeah, like Nerf a, gun. You've played with, bro. I don't know. It's like an airsoft gun or something. Yeah, it's not like you're playing with a paintball gun, not a Nerf gun. You need to get that shit. You want the work in paintball or what? I'm always down with the smoke. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's Kellen Moore. Um, next up is going to be our entertainment uh, segment. Um, this is brand new. Um, we're going to call it it's ADP, average draft position. We're going to pick a category. And our first category for the first episode of the podcast is a Star Wars movies. You're, you pick your top three of your average draft position, 1.01, 1.02, 1.03, play fantasy football. You know what this means. Um Start from three, go down to one. I'll let you go first. Your top three Star Wars movies. This is a great topic. <laughs> All right. Number three. Number oh, yeah. You know my number one. Yeah. Number three. I'm going to go with Phantom Menace. Okay. Phantom right. Menace. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with uh, Empire Strikes Back. Right. Of and then number, number one. Top 10 movie of all time. The greatest movie in Star Wars history. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that one will make a grown man cry. I kid you not. I didn't cry when I was a kid, but I watched that 10 years later. And when Obi-Wan's telling him, you are the chosen one. Oh, man. You were sent to bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. He's like... You are my brother, Anakin. I loved you. And then Anakin looks at him with this, you know, rage and the dark has the dark. Oh, over. He's like, I hate you. 
Oh man, that that scene always. The insidious plants the death of Padme directly on Anakin just to fuel his rage for the next what seventy years of Star Wars, you know, oh, man. trilogies. Padme though, Padme is George Lucas pat on the back um, for that movie. Um, that's a good list. Um, my number three, I have the New Hope. Uh, the reason I put that one in there is because it just it just starts the whole thing. So it off. starts it kind of starts it off, yeah. It's the first one that was ever made, and somehow it connects with Phantom Menace, which is you know. Well, yeah, they, they had to go. I'm sorry. They went reverse. Yeah. You know, they did. The yeah, Revenge I'm sorry. Money. Somehow the Revenge of the Sith connects with A New Hope, is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, um, they, did, they, did the, they did the Benjamin Button style. You know, they went the other way. But <laughs> it's all good though. I don't know how they did that. That's some Illuminati crap. Um, <laughs> But uh, number two, uh, my 1.02 position, I've put Rogue One. I don't know. I don't, you may have actually not even seen this this movie. It's not part of the trilogies. I just like that pre-New Hope, right before the Empire comes in and starts blowing planets up and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> this was the first. This is about the first planet that actually blew up Alderaan, which you know, I have to get all geeky, but um, – Rogue One. Awesome. Bring it out. That's so it's so cute you, when you get geeky. we're watching it when this when this uh podcast ends, the ending clip, because we both like Vader and Anakin. That is one of the most badass Anakin scenes, Darth Vader scenes in cinematic history at the end. Just whips out that red lightsaber pause huh? and just goes after these rebels. Pause again. Huh? <laughs> All right, my number one is it's it's obvious. It's Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, man. There's he nothing can't. you can't stop it. That's the greatest Star Wars battle ever. Yeah. Anakin oh, yeah. versus Obi-Wan. To go from yeah. the lightsaber wars of the Revenge of the, Smith, Revenge of the Sith and then go into the new trilogy and watch uh, Kylo Ren go just – I don't even know how to describe it. Just basic moves and Rey can't even compete. But we make her compete because you – know, I don't want to get into that. But we make her compete. And go it's Disney. Just, it's awful. You know, no Disney, Disney uh, it just got worse and worse. But, you know, I'm glad they made the movies, but I wish it would have been better. Um, so, yeah, that's our ADP segment right there. That's our first category, Star Wars movies. Number one for both of us is uh, If you haven't Sick. seen them, go watch them. Next off is uh, we got Dak trade rumors going around. Please and, trade them, man. Please. Hey, Cooper yo, Rush time. Simmer, Cooper Rush time. Simmer. Simmer down. Um. Let's dive into this a little bit. Also got rumors of a restructured contract. Um, what are your opening thoughts on trade rumors and, you know, the fact that they're going to restructure his contract and stuff like that, maybe? Um, I think they need to trade Dak and get Cooper Rush back in the starting lineup. That's when we played best. You can't be serious. No, nah, I'm just I'm – just Okay, I'm yeah. Teasing, I'm just that's, that's a bull job, Skip. That's a bull, that's a bull job. Uh, no. It is uh, my turn. It's my turn. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. They. I, I believe you know it's a little too early to uh, trade. It's kind of like uh, they always say trade someone a year before you think you're untradeable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> All right, my bad. I'm sorry. Keep laughing, man. Keep laughing. But I, I think you should give Dak one more chance, especially with the new OC. You really can't trade him before you get a new OC. It kind of defeats the purpose of firing your OC. Wouldn't make any sense. Um, yeah. 
You bring in a guy. Uh, I'm not sure who they're going to bring in if he's actually going to call plays. But I think it's a little too early. But you know, Dak's on the clock. That's for sure. He's that yeah. that it's he's he doesn't have that much longer to do that. As far as restructuring the contract, uh, one thing that Jerry Jones has been really good at is you know taking some money and mm-hmm. turning it into bonuses, the which makes it boys. which doesn't make it hit the cap. Um, I'm not really sure how much they could do with his contract, uh, saying you know they already gave him. 75 million guaranteed. Um, I don't know how well they can actually reconstructure it, but yeah, it's it's a little too early to be trading him. But yeah, you gotta give him at least a chance to this new OC and find out if what's the internal yeah. problem of the whole Cowboys. So what this what pisses off. Oh, sorry, I thought you were done. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, as I was saying, go ahead. Go ahead. But um. I think that's what pisses me off most about the media and stuff like that is that they actually talk about Dak trade rumors. It's like, dude, where are you going to dump off his contract to? Who's going to take him right now? Who's going to be better than him right now? Are you going to trade him for a first round pick? Are people do you think do people think he's worth that? Are you going to risk this great roster with Dan Quinn returning and Mike McCarthy back to back playoff appearances and stuff like that? Dak had his best year last year, not in twenty twenty two, in twenty twenty one. You know. What are you going to do? You're just going to move off that and risk it with some rookie quarterback or some dude that hasn't been in the system for all those years. You know, I, I personally think right now it does not make any sense. Um, There's a good, this uh, quarterback draft class is not the best one in recent years, but the one next year is supposed to be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, there are some like two or three. Yeah. Apparently it's supposed to be like two or three guys next year where they're going to like be day one starters, Caleb Williams, guys like that. Um, yeah. I, I think the only team that would take him Prince right King. now is, is uh, yeah, uh, Calzada, you know, you got uh, Max Johnson, you know, right, guys yeah. like that. But I think for the most part, um, the only team that would take him would probably be the Colts, knowing the Colts' history, but I don't even think they would do that right now. Yeah. You know, they like getting those guys, you know, those veterans, because, you know, they're like, all we need is a veteran quarterback. Uh, that system has not worked. I think they're kind of done and fed up with it. Uh, they're probably going to draft a quarterback this year as well. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. In my yeah. PFF mock draft, which I can drop on our uh, new Twitter website, um, you know, I actually traded – we'll get to this later. I actually traded uh, a pick with the Chicago Bears to get them the first pick and went with Will Levis. Um, so there are some good names. It's definitely not as bad as last year. Last year's quarterback draft, cast, the draft class was just, in my opinion, was atrocious. Uh, but, you know, back to the, the DAC thing and, you know, trade rumors and stuff like that. I think this is a second version of a one-year prove-it deal. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, they, they argue that he had a one-year prove-it deal, which doesn't really make much sense to me this year. I think he had a great year. He'll probably do it again the next two or three years for the roster he has. But, you know, Trey Lance coming up, that's a one-year prove-it deal. Um, but this is, I think, a 2.0 of that. Where it's like, okay, who's the problem here? We got this great roster, blah, blah, blah. We're getting into the playoffs, the divisional round. Who's going to break the curse? How are we going to do it? So, uh, yeah, I think they'll probably restructure it and, and uh, they'll keep that for at least, at least another year. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully better than this year. So, uh, the next question is like, who, who do we think we're drafting in the first round this year? If, if we have the roster we have today, um, you can question whether we're keeping Pollard or Zeke or 
Um, we're, we're keeping Dan Quinn. We got Trayvon Trey Diggs on one side. Darren Bland's going to be that returner on the second side. Who do we see drafting in that first round? Uh, man, that's so that's tough. difficult decision. It's so hard because we're we have a twenty six overall pick. So at the that point, if we don't trade up, we're getting a lot of kind of leftover first rounders. Uh, maybe um, actually, if, if I'm being honest, I would not be surprised if they trade out of the first round. Maybe yeah. get get more ammunition for like maybe next year or, you know, but I, I don't see them. If they're going to, I think you see them trading back. I don't know if there's anything at the 26 position that we could actually use. And, but like we could get someone later on that we could, yeah. have, you know, we need interior help, uh, maybe get like alignment, but you know, you don't have to take that to 26. You can let people who actually have needs, you know, scoot up. And, you know, I think if, which I don't think he's going to fall. But if Bijan Robinson's there, I think they might take him. If Mike McCarthy is calling plays, he's really run heavy, I would not be surprised. As much as I don't really want that to happen, not no disrespect at all towards Bijan because he is an incredible athlete. And, you know, I would love to have him on the team. I just think you can get a better valued running back in the second round and beyond. Um, I think I think you're right, though. I think that, if anything, I think the Cowboys, if they trade – up, I would say there, there's got to be a wide receiver there that they want. You know, Jackson uh-huh. Smith and Jiba, um, Jordan Allison, you know, names like those. Uh, Zay Flowers, you know, all those names could be just poof gone by the time we get our pick. Then if that's the case, and the, it's depending on what everybody thinks they need and their offseason moves before the draft, I think it would be smart for them to trade back into the second round and get higher value picks back to back. Maybe you get a guy like Jameer Gibbs, uh, maybe a guy like Jalen Wyatt out of uh, Tennessee, their wide receiver. You know. Um, yeah, I mean they could they could easily you know trade back, get a couple of second round picks instead of just using one pick for the. Um, so I can see a team like maybe like the Bears. The Bears might trade up, you know, because uh, they have the thirty second or thirty third pick of the draft. I can see them. Yeah, I think it's thirty second because the Dolphins they had to forfeit, forfeit their first round pick. Forfeited, that's right. Yeah, so I, I can see them. I can I can see them. You know, doing something like that. But you know, we'll see how it goes, and I would not be surprised. I well, I think they should trade back. Yeah, I, it's I wouldn't also mind very. It. It's also very hard to tell with I don't know with you know Pollard and you know you got guys like Vanderish and yeah. We know we got to sign some guys, and then, you know, once we have a better understanding of what we're doing with our team, it's going to be a lot easier. But yeah, uh, some so guys got to kick rocks, and some guys we got to resign. You know, it's just a matter of who's that's going to be, and hopefully they make the smart decisions. I think they, I think, I think we need to bring back Ben Urich, that's for sure. He had a great year, and the one thing is about Dan Quinn and you know Jerry Jones, they have their guys, and yeah. that is one thing we saw last year with when they drafted. Both Tyler Smith and Sam Williams, like they wanted those guys, and you could argue they got they got them for a less value than they could have. They could have got them later in the draft, whatever it may be. But you know they got their guys, and you know Sam Williams is going to have a bigger role next year. And Tyler Smith played well. Tyler Smith, um, I'm really excited for Tyler Smith. I think he's a fantastic player. He's only 21 years old. He has very so good. much more. He he you no, know, he still has a little bit of a a penalty problem, but you can always fix that up. You know, you're only 21. Uh, he's not going to be like Tyron Smith, but 
not everybody's Tyron Smith. Not anybody's like the human Trojan. Yeah. And, you know, looking forward to it. All right. And so this goes back to what I mentioned earlier. What do we think is happening with Chicago? Do you think they're going to stay at the first round pick and maybe go with the, an interior defensive lineman or an edge? Do you think they back up and drop that same position? Or what do you think? I think they could possibly trade back. But I think they already have their eyes on the guy they want. I think they're going to get Will Anderson. You know, they lost Khalil Mack. Yeah. Uh, they lost Robert Quinn. You know, I, I believe that defensive end pass rushers is top three most important position you need on a team. You know, you need like a quarterback, a tackle, and you need a pass rusher. And Will Anderson was the best defensive player in college for the last two years. Um I believe they will only trade back if they know the people are going to draft a quarterback. So Houston's probably drafting a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and you got teams like maybe like the Colts, the Panthers, you know, teams like that. But if they're not, if they're not going to, as well. yeah, you know, they, they want a quarterback. So I think they're going to, if they trade back, they're going to still have their eyes on their guy, Will Anderson. I don't believe they, I saw a couple of rumors about uh, Justin Fields and they're wanting to think about trading him which I think is not a fan of, but, yeah. you know, give the guys some time. You have a lot of cap room, but I believe that they should, if they're going to stay at one, get Will Anderson. If they trade back, get Will Anderson. I think that's the best value they can get for what they need at position wise. Yeah, what do you believe? I, I think that I can, I can really see them trading back. Um, I think with the teams that you mentioned, the, the Colts, the Raiders, the Panthers, those are the teams that, Probably clearly need a you know quarterback, especially the Raiders and the Colts. Um, the Panthers, I'm not sure what tar nation they're going to do over there because like you know they got Sam Darnold who it's like we believe in him, we don't believe in him, we believe in him now after he's you know you know it's it's very consistent. They got well, it's really players. hard. It's really hard to talk about what's going to happen, especially with you know you got teams like Lamar, you have Lamar, Derek Carr. Uh, Tua could possibly retire. Like these are teams that Jimmy G as well. I mean, yeah, like you know, those are mid as he is. It's gonna. I think the off season for quarterbacks is gonna look like the NBA off season. The trading, like you know, every time when NBA the tread deadline and then when uh, free agency starts, it's like woes bomb one after another, just boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And I think, uh, yeah, I would compare it a lot to the the MLB trade deadline. Oh, that was I mean, a good one too. It is hectic. I mean, you don't know who's. I mean, you can get players for cash. You can. You're sending two or three players, one to two. Also, it's because um, it's you got farm. You got the farmhouse players. Yeah. Like, and cash, and then you know, it's like running a dynasty league and fantasy. Oh you yeah. Know? You're trading for the future a lot of times. Yeah, I. That's what I always liked about the Astros doing that, especially when they got Verlander. Like, I tell you what. The Astros did that, you know, and obviously now they're legitimate and stuff like that. They got a bunch of young prospects. I tell you who is on the come up, and I will stand by this. It's and I'm a fan of them. It's the Rangers. They just patched up their pitching staff. They've been trading their best players for those prospects ever since. And they're I think I believe I saw a uh, Twitter post there in like the top ten for youngest prospects. But that's a different topic for another time. Um, who knows? They might be able to do some damage. Astros still run the AL West. Um, which is perfectly fine with me. They proved to everybody. But um, so, all right, we got our NFL honors predictions, um, and I can read them off for you. Um, there's a couple good names in there. You know, for most valuable player, you've got people like, and I'll probably read the most important ones. You know, 
but they've got five listed here. Um, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Jetta, and Mahomie. So, Mahomie! Yeah, I would have to say it probably because the point that we always go back to is when they're doing the uh, first team and second team all pro, um, you can see the executive votes, I believe. And they're the same voters. They're the same yeah. Voters. They're the same voters for the for the AP, like the most valuable player and, and whatnot. And so uh, the majority picked Mahomes as first team, which probably just means he's going to win MVP. Um, my honorable mention, I, I think Mahomes will win MVP. But my honorable mention, you know, you can put Jalen Hurts in there for sure. I, I can't ignore Jetta's season this year. I mean, what about that, that dude. Hey, yo, Simmer. <laughs> Simmer. Last year, though, last year, very close. First Friday. seven weeks, I respect it. Yeah, he did. He played a good first seven weeks. That was seven the same ten interceptions, twelve wins, or sorry, eleven wins. He was hurt for one game. That's a good sideline, but uh, yeah, you're right. After that calf injury and shoulder injury, he kind of he kind of slowed down. But I got Mahomes winning MVP. You got Mahomes winning MVP. Don't ignore Jetta's season. Jetta played outstanding. Hey, he was on my fantasy team. You know how I felt about him. Every time he scored oh, a touchdown, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the gritty. One of I'll the worst like, gritties I've ever seen, but it was. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like. Uh, you know me, bro. I, I hit the gritty for everybody. I hit the McGriddle. Every chance I get. <laughs> Every chance I get, I'm hitting the McGriddle. Um, defensive player of the year, we got Bosa. Bosa, Chris Jones and Micah Parsons. Um, it's probably they always go by sacks. Um, one a sleeper in here that actually probably should be in here is Hassan Reddick, and he made it known on Twitter. But great player, great player. But he's like Micah Parsons, but he ain't Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons does more than Nick Bosa, and he had more pressures. I believe. Uh, I know right before the postseason started, he had like more pressures. Nick Bosa obviously has way more sacks, and um, I think it will be Nick Bosa. Um, yeah, and, it will be. They, yeah. he's, uh, he's they been in the conversation for the last three years. Um, people believe that, I guess mostly 49ers fans, not going to mention any, but they know who they are. Um, you know, they were saying he was screwed out of the, the defense player of the year conversation last year. Played a great year. Defense is the best defense in the league. Um which talent everywhere, but yeah, you gotta give credit when credit's due. Gotta give it to Bosa. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. Um, what about I think kicker? Parsons, are, we, are we doing kicker of the year? I got uh, uh, Brett Maher. Yeah, I got Brett Maher. I got Greg Zerlon. I got Greg the Leg. Um, offensive player of the year. There's uh, this is where my boy comes in. Um, we got Tyree Kill, Jalen Hurts, Jetta, and Patrick Mahomes. Um, Man, bro, I. It's probably going to be Hurts, honestly. I'm giving it to Jetta's. But I would give it to Jetta, yeah. Uh, it's going to be Hurts, I think, because they want to give him MVP because they think they both deserve it probably. But they're probably – so they'll probably just give him player of the year. But You know I'm biased. I had Tyreek Hill and Jetta on my team. No. Tua made Tyreek Hill look like damn Megatron all year. I've never yeah, I seen didn't, I didn't realize he could. I didn't even realize he could catch jump balls like that. Like, you know, he's just constantly – you know, Tua, you know, he's accurate, but, man, does he have a noodle arm? Yeah. God yeah. Damn. He needs to, yeah. 
Uh, hopefully he he's okay health wise. Um, rookie of the year. Oh, God, this name annoys me. K nine off the leash. Yeah, Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, and Garrett Wilson. Um, I don't K-9. think Brock Purdy has enough on there to win it. I think he kind of needed to play a full. If he played a full season, he probably would have won it, no doubt. But it's just seven games, and that does not count playoffs. This is not a playoff award. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Brock I, think, Purdy, I think they're gonna. I think they're give it to Garrett Wilson because also Kenneth Walker didn't play a whole year. True. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll go K nine, but I think they're gonna give it to Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I would go K nine as well. Um, I'd be happy if Garrett Wilson got it too. He was for the quarterback situation he had over there for him to be doing what he was doing was highly impressive. Are you like? Are you looking at my uh, fantasy team because you named Tyree Hill, <laughs> Jetta? Oh uh, no, we're missing. We're missing Tay. This is a twelve man, by the way. We're missing Tay. We got Tyree Hill in there. We've got Jetta. Uh, I haven't seen Eckler's name yet. Um, yeah, Justin Fields, a quarterback. Woo-hoo-hoo, boy! What are you supposed to do? My fault on the Eckler one. I, I made a dumb trade. But um, 160 a game, 12-man yeah. league. I was out here. Shout-out to my boys, Jared and Denny, from Tay and Eckler, bro. Shout hey, also shout-out to the two homies that haven't paid yet. We're going to come knocking on your door. Yeah, don't All let right? us come find you. Don't let me find out where you at. I, I mean, still want my money. <laughs> I need my money. The kid needs his money, and the rookie's gonna help. The rookie's gonna help him do it. You know, at the end of the day, um, defensive rookie of the year, we got Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Tyreek Woolen. Oh, it's probably sauce gonna be sauce. Gardner, sauce. It's probably gonna be sauce. I mean, everybody. It's a hot sauce because he's hot. I mean, because he's good. Tyreek Woolen. <laughs> Tyreek Woolen, I think, is second. I think he's right behind. Yeah, yeah. No, he he he's, he's a very good uh, rookie. Which uh, leads me to. Our boy, uh, Goatman, uh, comeback player of the year. We got Barkley, McCaffrey, and Gino. Goatman, 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 Gino. Gino, Gino all the Gino. way. Gino. Gino. It ain't over. It's Gino. 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 Yeah. Great. Man, I love watching Gino Smith play, man. I, I. That I is such an awesome story. I, is, I love watching him play, man. Yeah, anytime, anytime the Seahawks were on, I was always excited to watch the man. He's, oh, yeah. He grew on me a lot. That's a fantastic story, fantastic player. Dep- hey, in my opinion, best deep ball in the league. That's just Wanna my be. opinion. Yeah. You know, I'm talking consistently throwing a deep ball. You know, I'm not saying the strongest arm, but best deep ball. All that. He could spin it. Poise in the it pocket. Is- I don't think I've ever seen him throw a duck. I've seen, you know, I've seen him throw a couple of ducks, especially in Madden. But you know, in real life, you know, he's not that bad. Not that bad. All right, AP Coach of the Year. Um, you got Dabal, Kyle Shanahan, Doug Peterson, and Nick Sirianni. You can add Sean McDermott in there if you want. I this is good. a tough I one. Would, I was to say Dabal. I, I yeah, I mean. But they're probably gonna go say, with Sirianni, bro. They're probably gonna go with Nick. I would say either Dabal or Doug Peterson. I think because I saw a report that the Giants, they only had like two signings in the offseason. All they did was get a coach. They didn't change up anything too much. You know, they had Daniel Jones, which this is a prove-it year for Daniel Jones. Now they're thinking about signing him again. Yeah, uh, I million. think, yeah, you know, he's looking like Vanilla Vic and, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, uh. 
Yeah, I think it has to be dabble. If you really want to go into like the logistics and actual what what it means to be a coach, but you know, one seed, the Eagles, I think you gotta give it to Sirianni and all that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree. All right, yeah. And then concluding our show, we have our sleeper eight leg parlay, which is currently in motion. Um Man, I tell you what, I love Sleeper. We use it for our fantasy apps, and uh, we are in no way sponsored by them and whatsoever, although we would absolutely love that. Uh, I use it for betting. I use it for fantasy. Um, they got the new eight-leg system in there, which is like 100 times what you put in. Um, so we have a whole slate in there, and I can try and put it in the chat. Uh, it starts off with uh, James Harden, which he he's probably almost done by now, honestly. James Harden did not hit. Yeah, good time. Let's see, though. We got Anthony Edwards, who needs – okay, Gobert needs two rebounds. Uh, Anthony Edwards needs, like, seven more points because he's doing – he's at – 32, he needs 39. All right, the Pistons just – I don't know how the Pistons are winning right now. They were down 10-0 to zero to start the game. They're winning by 11 now. Um, Duran is at nine points, one assist, three rebounds. So he's close. Game third quarter just started. Uh, the Spurs player, Jacob, that man hit in like five seconds. He already hit. Clay Thompson, I believe, has already hit. He has 19 points. He was very close when we started the podcast. 19 points, six rebounds, three assists. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's nailed that. Hopefully. It was a blowout when we were looking at it. Um, Gold State was winning by a lot. So hopefully oh, no, it's a, cl- it's a close game now. It's a Oh, good deal. Yeah. Warriors up by two with eight minutes left. Dang. Let's see. Kyrie Irving. 26 points, six assists, and he had seven rebounds. I believe Kyrie probably hit. I could be totally wrong. Uh, Anyway, we have that eight leg in motion. Um, We'll be able to post it on our next episode. We're going to post our prior predictions for probably the Super Bowl or whatever NBA games are that weekend. We will post it on our next episode. That way you guys can view it before the games actually happen. And that way you can maybe, you know, fade off of ours or – because I would say we have won so many jackpots. It's not even – it's so crazy. I mean, I am so rich. I am so damn rich. Yeah. We're like just the rest of you. But, you know, we do our research and we like like using Sleeper and – we have a lot of content for you for you guys in the future. Um, thank you guys for joining our first official podcast. This has been awesome. Um, we got the kid and the rook. Um, thank you great, guys for listening. Great first episode. Um, hopefully you guys like it. Um, you can like and subscribe. We'll be posting it to our YouTube channel. Follow our Twitter. I'll be dropping it um, down once the uh, link has been sent out and we're getting ready for episode two coming up. So, thank you guys. This is the Rook and the Kid podcast. Peace out. Big Maggie's. Go Cowboys.